Welcome back, boys and girls. Uh, we're excited to be back with you. Uh, Primetime Titans with a little draft recap action here for you on episode six. We dive into each of the players that we drafted, a little best case, worst case scenario and player comparisons. We're also going to do a nice superlative uh, for, for current players and former players and compare them to some public companies. And then uh, we have a nice interview for you guys from uh, a guy who coached at Pittsburgh and Memphis University and uh, has some, some history with some current Titans draft player, drafted players in this year's draft. So uh, without further ado, uh, here's Toby McGuire. I mean, Toby Mack. I mean, Toby Keith. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. All right. Here we go, the full-on draft recap. We have, um, you know, we've given you the uh, first-round reaction, and uh, now we're looking to give you the full draft reaction. But first, um, we actually have a little story time. Uh, We're enjoying being out this weekend, Uh, mask restrictions kind of going down. We were at Flamingo, and... I look around and I'm like, man, that guy looks pretty familiar. And then another guy walks up, very familiar. It was David Long and Rashawn Evans. They were at Flamingo and Pettit. I think you uh, actually went up and talked to them. Yeah, I, I went up and talked to uh, David Long, and I was just like, "So you're you're David Long?" And he was like, "Yeah, I am." I was like, "Big big fan." And he was super <laughs> not nice. as big a fan of Robert as he Robert. Was super nice, but pretty short. And yeah. then I actually went and sat down with them <laughs> and, um, you know, talked to Rashawn Evans for a second, which is like also a big fan. And basically the only one that was overly friendly was Rashawn Evans' girl. <laughs> and she was just like, what's go- like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys having fun? And I was just like, yeah. And then I was just like, I'm not trying to overwhelm you guys, but just here to tell them that I'm a fan and happy to meet them. Just did say a they, quick hey. Did they say if they were fans of the pod or not? I uh, I didn't mention it. I was I was too scared. Okay, <laughs> and my probably uh, a wise move. My girlfriend Anna Glenn Grove, shout out AG. She actually interviewed David Long his rookie season, and she went up to him and showed him the interview. And he actually wore forty one before he changed to fifty one. Like I think in rookie minicamp or whatever. And he looks good in the fifty one. Yeah, way better in fifty one. Um, but yeah, so did you tell Rashawn Evans that we think David Long should start over him this year? I did not mention that. <laughs> I did not say much to him. I was probably like, smart as well. He was we were just trying to let him have a good time. Yeah, David Long was a little bit more like, "Thanks, man." Like, blah blah. And Rashawn was just like, "Thanks." David Long, hey, he's hungry, but he's humble. Yeah, yeah. hungry yet humble. Hungry but humble. My Rashawn, favorite, my favorite kind. Man, he's he's got that Alabama pride about him, man. He thinks oh. he's better than he is. Well, um, we actually I hope he's not listening to this. We podcast. did not. We didn't pick up his fifth year option. Um, so after last, this year, last time we did that, uh, or the last two times we've done that, the, uh, players have gotten pissed and not resigned with us. Yep. So. Well, tough, uh, tough times for maybe Rashawn Evans, but, but I got two words. I got two words. 
Monty Rice. Monty Rice, baby. And we will get to that later. Uh, I wanted to ask a trivia question. Um, of the 22 starters in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago against the Chiefs, how many of those starters are still on the Titans now? Oh, wow. Well, we could go through and count them. Maybe we could do Tannehill, Derek, Taylor. Was Saffold with us at that mm-hmm. time? Roger Saffold, ben Jones. ben Jones. That's five. Not Nate Davis. Nate Davis was. Okay, Nate yep. Davis is Nate six. Davis, Nate Davis was six. Oh, that wow. was his rookie year. All right. Was uh, Ferk? Was Ferk? Ferk was he wasn't team. a starter. He though. wasn't a starter. AJ was a starter. That's um, seven. All right, then on defense, you got Kevin. Dang, you're cruising through these. Kevin. Nobody else in the secondary. Rashawn Evans, Jam Brown, and that's it. Unless Jeffrey Simmons started. You're missing one more, but you've actually killed this. No, Jarrell would have started over him. Yeah. He wouldn't have been a starter at the time, but he would have played. Oh, Harold Landry? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's a, that's right. Eleven. It's eleven impressive. players. Thanks, boys. That was very impressive. I like the you things just I flew through that. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, speaking of, that's players, a pretty good. I feel like that's a pretty good retention rate with some some of our core yeah. players there. And yeah, we actually, uh, if you think about it, after a couple years, it's really not bad in terms of your twenty two stars. So just to you know keep that in hindsight, with you know we're really thinking we're losing a lot after this year, which we actually we are, but. Um, I don't know. Good little trivia question there. You killed it. So that's why I'm <laughs> great here. Great job. Um, all right. So speaking of players, we're going to do a fun little segment, and we're going to go into a little. We're going to compare some players to publicly traded companies. This is not investment advice. They no. This is not <laughs> investment advice. <laughs> but maybe you see it like that. Maybe do maybe not you want sue it to us be. if you invest in these companies and they tank. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, does anyone want to kick us off with, uh, with any of these? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so, well documented on the last pod. Not a fan of this guy or this pick. My boy Caleb Farley, he's Dogecoin, baby. Whoa. No value. Wait, what? He, that back, man. I so you're, okay. I th- I'm so not a fan. I'm not a fan. I think it's all speculative investing. Do you think it's all just, it's, it's a bunch wash. of hype? For absolutely nothing. It's hogwash. It goes up and down based on the Twitter thumbs of one man. Get out of here. I'm, I completely disagree. If, it, if he's any kind of currency, he's Bitcoin because Whoa. he's worth the most. Well, Bitcoin wow. just dropped about 30%. Yeah, well, it's it, still worth more than that. That's Bitcoin. what happened to Caleb Farley. He was going to be a top 10 pick. Now Listen, he's then I, we'll, get, we'll get into this more later, but I, after sleeping on it many moons, um, <laughs> I'm not, I don't hate. The player, Caleb Farley. I just, I, you know, I've said this before. I prefer my corners to have healthy backs. And so maybe the Titans have done their due diligence. I think, obviously, they deserve to get the benefit of the doubt, at least for the first couple years. But if in uh, year three comes around and, you know, he's no longer on the team because of a bad back, then, I'll, you know, I will hate to say I told you so. But uh, I'm nervous. That's all I got to say. I'm nervous about it. I think he's a great athlete. Obviously, the Titans cleared him medically, so uh, I'm going to pull for him to do well. Clearly, I'm just nervous about it. So, but we can keep we can keep going on the podcast companies. I just wanted to. Uh, yeah, we'll get well, we'll get to Caleb. I just wanted, I just we'll touch to, on that to, later. To, uh, apparently, he was getting the tour of Nissan Stadium. He's walking with Mike Keith. 
And Mike, do you have a cane? No, this is better. <laughs> All right. Caleb Farley goes. Get out of here, he asked, <laughs> Caleb Farley asked Mike Keith. He goes, "Who's the fastest guy on the team?" And Mike Keith is thinking. He's like, "I'm not really sure." And Caleb Farley goes, "It's me." Yeah, I mean, he's, got, he's got a lot of confidence. I mean, that's the hey. He has a hurt Bitcoin. back, and he goes, "I'm still the fastest guy." That's the team. Bitcoin, yeah. baby. A guy can't even walk or run right now. But. You can't even understand <laughs> it. He's that great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dogecoin is who I uh, compared Halo Farley to. Um, who else you guys got? The next one. The next one is my favorite one. <laughs> I think the comparison's spot on. It is Isaiah Wilson, and he is compared to Enron. <laughs> just blew up, man. <laughs> just, he just... <laughs> complete bust. There was nothing there. You know, nothing there. Pull back Enron. the curtain, and there was just nothing. So the, the good days that Enron had, that was, that was Georgia. That was when he was at Georgia, and yeah. then... Yeah. gets drafted and things start coming out and he's he's worth nothing. But not the CEO, nothing. not the CEO Jordan Belfort, not him. We're just talking about the company. <laughs> Jordan the Belfort company. was not the CEO of Enron. <laughs> yeah, no. He wasn't? I thought that no. was Wolf of Wall Street. No, that's no. not. Oh, no. That's not Enron. No. no. How about it was that? like something Skinner or something like that. I don't no. I don't know. We're well, going to have go, to listen. Don't yeah. take our investing yeah, advice. <laughs> We're clearly not the guys to They take had a whole fake company from. that was just they didn't have. I don't even know what they were trying to sell. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm gonna go next. Uh, I'm gonna go with Stephen Guskowski is Regal Regal Cinemas. Ooh. It's been great for a really long time, but at this point, you just you're not sure if he's coming back. We have no idea if he's coming back, and started to decline some. I don't know. I don't know, guys. You enjoyed his time when. He yeah. Was big. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Titans fans might not have as much because of the missed field goals, but overall, as a kicker throughout, about we signed him about the same time I stopped going to movie theaters exactly because of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh, Taylor Lewan, Carnival Cruise. Um, <laughs> why is why is that? You know he's gonna probably have a good time, and he was out this past year, just like the stock, the Carnival Cruise stock because of the pandemic. Yeah, okay, no one's going on cruises. And, uh, you know, I think it's on the rise. I think it's a good buy right now. Again, don't take my investing advice. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, he's he's probably probably the most likely to go out and uh, have a great time on a cruise. Okay. I like that one, actually. Next one we got is Derek Henry. And if you can guess, we have him as Amazon. Because he delivers the big package. Always <laughs> delivers. <laughs> he always delivers the big package. Kind of along those lines a little bit. A.J. Brown, we're going to go with Tesla. Mm. I mean, he, he's sleek. The, the sleek, the new, you know, Sexy. shining star. Every now and then, you know. He's fuel efficient. Gets, yeah, fuel efficient. Gets, gets, <laughs> a little broken, gets a little broken tackling. Might, Tesla might have a little wreck. Ton of there, horsepower. <laughs> Ton of horsepower. <laughs> Ton of horsepower, exactly. All right, I'm going to go uh, Will Compton. My boy Will Compton with Walmart, because that's where he buys his clothes from, baby. <laughs> Is that? I'm, I'm sure that I, that's probably that's probably it. There, that's probably that's true. it. I mean, that's all you need. Uh, next one is Jeffrey Simmons, and it is BP. Ooh, I like this well, one. Oh, that's a great. Yeah. yeah, and the reason is basically he had the one big incident, but he's back. He's yeah. back and better. Everyone than ever. knows about it. Yeah, you know, you're not you're yeah. not shying away from it. He's he's facing it. You know, he's, he's taking it, taking it on the chin. He used but he's to learned par- from it. Used to be part of the problem, and now he's part of the solution. Exactly. All right. That's what uh, you, that's, you want that kind of that's guy. That's right. Team. We're clean, cleaned up the image, and we're delivering good measurables. We're on the right track. Well, prices so, are high right now, but <laughs> I probably. Along, but we're, not, we're not spilling any more oil in the maybe, Gulf. Maybe along those lines, 
We're going to go with, uh, we've been hearing some stuff about Peloton recently, about recalling some treadmills. Yeah, they, yeah. And tragic, uh, tragic incidents. Rashad Weaver, mm. the new draft pick that we'll get into. Titans probably want to recall that pick. Might want to recall that pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Byard. My comp for Kevin Byard is Chick-fil-A because he's efficient and he's closed on Sundays. <laughs> Just like our Wait, secondary. So does that mean that he's like shutting down people on Sundays? Absolutely. Or like he was closed on no Sundays fly zone. this past year and was struggling. No, it goes back to our we had we were the no fly zone uh, secondary there like two. My years man, ago. catch no balls, catch no balls. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a compliment to old Kevin. <laughs> uh, next one is Roger Saffold, and we got him as Harley Davidson. Yeah, baby. Strictly based on appearance. He can fit in very well in a <laughs> Just looks gang. like he could be the, the guy he leading could, the crew. He could beat somebody up for sure. Totally. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with uh I just he's a favorite of mine. Ben Jones, Anheuser Busch. The king. Just I mean, <laughs> just give me all that beer. He could he could he's drink the, a lot. You know, he's the old trusty brand. He's not these new seltzers exactly. or these new ciders trying to do something different. He just goes to work every Sunday <laughs> and you know what you're gonna get. And it's going to be a, a dang good Gets the beer. job done. We could all see him getting off practice and going home and just shotgunning a beer. Just yeah, for no reason. Exactly. There you go. Maybe not even before he gets home. Maybe in the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> During practice. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, this was a touchy subject for Titans fans last year. Um, and our comparison company has just been in the news for a, for a nasty divorce, just like this divorce from the Titans. But uh, Jarrell Casey with Microsoft didn't end well with the Titans. And, uh, you know, our boy Bill Gates just had some negative, negative information coming out about him and the divorce. And, you know, I wanted to say RIP, but the man's not dead. So just, had to to, just, just had to part ways. <laughs> just had to part ways, man. Just had to part ways. And then is this the final one? Uh, we, got a couple, we'll go, we got a couple more. All right. Uh, the next one is Ryan Tannehill as TJ Maxx. Oh, man, as the TJX like, companies. <laughs> as it sounds like, what? Why? That doesn't make any sense. The reason is, retail's on the decline right now, but TJ Maxx has just been killing it. And he's u- he's used goods. And yeah, he's, he's used goods. He's, it, we got him for cheap yep. from the Dolphins. Great deal. And it turns out, he's not that bad of a clothing item. I no, know. It's, I'll not, use it's actually my preferred uh, my preferred place to buy my clothes. <laughs> it's definitely Pettit's preferred <laughs> option. He, I the go guy there loves every Daniel. day. Yeah, so... You get, you get a great piece of clothing... Uh, a thrift shop price. Well, and so actually kind of going off that topic, the next one is Jonu Smith, Lululemon. Pettit said it a little, you know, he, he, t- he told me, he made a good point. You know, it, he's, he's very chiseled. Lululemon's <laughs> meant to be like a, a chiseled type of athletic gear, but it just got to a point, got a little too expensive. Absolutely. And we just had to say bye. In a tough year, you know, a lot of us have had uh, – <laughs> You know, our, our struggles in 2020 <laughs> financially, and that was the first thing to go on the on the monthly budget but is man, your Lululemon purchases. I'm sorry, man. I'm I had to tell it. my wife, you know, no more. <laughs> All right, just like we had to tell Johnny, time no to go, more. buddy. Time to, we can't afford four four years, fifty million. <laughs> All right, I, I mean, I love you, great player, put a lot of work in, but let's not get crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Final player comparison here is uh, our boy CD84, Corey Davis. Um, kind of came out of nowhere this year, floundering, 
the previous four years, uh, some would say bust before this year, and, and all of a sudden comes out of nowhere, and we got a lot of speculative investors, like I called the New York Jets, who are giving him a whole lot of money, just like GameStop. <laughs> GameStop. GameStop. <laughs> we thought he was going to be something, and we thought we were going to you know, keep going with him, and then gone. Yeah, he yeah. was he was he was sound. He was sound when we had him, and then you know people dug in and then completely overvalued him. <laughs> completely, completely, completely overvalued him. All right, so hope y'all liked that little segment there. Um, yeah, that was fun. I uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, now we are going to get into it. We're going to get into the draft picks. Get into and it. we're going to kind of um, we're going to go through the draft picks. Um, each round, and we kind of touched on Caleb Farley already, um, but we'll talk a little bit more about him, and we'll just kind of do like a little bit of a, you know, a dive into these players, and um, I think it's going to be fun, and and what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, we, we've signed five of the eight draft picks. Um, we might give you a little, you know, noteworthy cap hit here and there, Um but yes, so I'm going to give you the list of the guys first, and then we're going to go into them. First round, we got Caleb Farley, uh, cornerback from Virginia Tech. Second round, we got Dylan Radins. Uh, he was a tackle slash lineman from North Dakota State. Third round, or third round, we had two picks. Um, we had Monty Rice. We actually traded back um, to get him in the third round. He's a linebacker from Georgia. And then we had a comp- compensatory pick, Elijah Molden, uh, cornerback from Washington. He's kind of going to be a slot guy. Fourth round, we had two picks, Des Fitzpatrick, a receiver from Louisville. And then Rashad Weaver, outside linebacker slash D-end from Pittsburgh. Um, and then we had no fifth-round pick. And sixth round, we had Racy McMath, uh, receiver from LSU might be a special teams guy Brady Breeze in the seventh round a safety from Oregon also kind of a special teams guy so getting right into it we're going to go back to the first round and Caleb Farley uh he really I still am for him uh but I want to hear some of y'all's thoughts Uh, I know we've kind of given an initial reaction on him but I kind of want to you know go into it a little bit more. We don't have to spend that much time on it since we had an initial reaction, but I want to know what y'all are thinking. Maybe, Robert, you were kind of touching on it earlier. Yeah. Um, if you listen to our live reaction to the first round that we released uh, two weeks ago, you know, we uh, we were very split as a group on this pick. He's the uh, probably the most uh, pro-ready corner in the draft, if you take away the injury, you know, he's certainly the fastest, most athletic. Uh, I think he's six one, six two. Um, so he's got the prototypical corner body. And I heard a lot of analysts talking about how if it wasn't for this back situation, he'd be the number one corner off the board. So um, it's one of those situations where in, in a draft where I feel like John Robinson had to hit on a first round pick, right? We've we've been over how he's successful in the middle rounds more so than most GMs, and you got to give him credit for that. He does a great job, um, really from the second round on of finding value and finding players who are going to contribute to the football team. But we have yet to sign that first round draft pick to 
uh, a second contract. And that becomes problematic um, when you're trying to build a championship team year in and year out. So I just thought it was an interesting decision. I didn't love the decision to pick a guy who, uh, you know, could potentially be out of the league in a few years because of injury. Um, it, it sounds like there were some other teams that cleared him. Clearly, our medical doctors spent some time with him and cleared him. I know that because it was a COVID year and the combine, things were different. Usually, you get times with the draft picks or the or the prospects in Indianapolis beforehand, and so you can you can your doctors can spend as much time with them as you want. And, and a lot of teams didn't get that this year. Uh, there was only a few players that you could really get your doctors to spend time with, and so teams relied on the pool medical reports, where they would have the NFL send doctors to these team or to these players, and then there would be this general, um, you know, medical report out that all these teams would look at, and so that's less trustworthy to a lot of the teams because they don't have their own personal doctors in there and and that they trust and they have relationships with the GMs and things like of that nature. So um, the Titans apparently got their own doctors in and, and were able to, uh, you know, really talk to Caleb Farley and, and, and figure out what um, his situation was going to be moving forward. But, um, you know, for those of you who don't know this, he's had two back surgeries and the back surgery that he's had, a micro Discectomy, is that the Disc- right word? Yeah, microdiscectomy. R- microdiscectomy. Um, you know, a lot of times it needs a third. It needs a back fusion s- surgery. So uh, that's so- certainly something to monitor. And a guy who's going to be flipping his hips a lot, um, putting a lot of pressure on that back as he comes up, make, trying to make open field tackles. Uh, I, I, I'm rooting for the guy, as I said a little bit earlier, and I want to see him do, do well. I'm certainly not wishing him to – uh, get hurt any further. It just makes me nervous, and I thought it was an interesting decision. But hey, from here on out, I'm a Caleb Farley fan, right? I'm, I'm, I'm on his team. I'm, he's he's yeah, you part of the Titans. You weren't a little earlier when you said he was a little doge going action. Yeah, huh? well, you know what? You got to give the people what they want. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be rooting for the guy. I just, I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous about him That's being fair. another first round draft pick that doesn't get a second contract um, with the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk about him for a little bit. Um, if I'm going to compare him to somebody. I don't know if you guys agree with this. It might be more obscure of a reference for non-football fans, but Namdi Asamoa. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I would love Nam- that. Namdi Asamoa was yeah. also about, I think, 6'2", 6'3". He's a very corner. tall cornerback, and um, he was shut down for like two years for the Raiders. Absolutely shut down. And I like to think uh, Caleb Farley is – that's a ceiling, you know. But then he kind of fell off, right, when he went to the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Yeah, he went to the Eagles. He did. I remember I actually really wanted the Titans to sign him that year. Yeah. But I think that's actually a pretty decent – body type-wise, I think it's a pretty decent comparison to see. And, I mean, skill-wise, I think that's where I'm going to put it. My my expectations are not nearly as high, but to see him be in that same ballpark would be awesome. Yeah, okay, so um, I didn't introduce it earlier, but I, what we're going to do with each pick – or I might have introduced it earlier. Not 100% sure. But we're going to kind of give a like a realistic best-case scenario, worst-case scenario. And th- I'm not saying, like, best-case scenario, he's amazing, Hall of Famer. Worst-case scenario, he's a bust. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we're going to give our realistic, you know, uh, like what we think is going to happen, case. or yeah, like what, what yeah. is you know the what, best know. case or worst case with Caleb Farley? What we it's so hard think. to know as a fan because you, I mean, really, all we know, uh, all we can know is what they've told us about his back, which the Titans don't release any 
medical information to the public at all. So it's, but I liked I like the Pettit. I like what Pettit compared him to on Namdi Asimov. I would, frankly, my expectations are are lower than that. So I would be very excited if if we got two Pro Bowl Pro Bowl shutdown corner seasons out of him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the intangibles are there, and some of the athletic numbers are there to where he really could be a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl corner. Um, I don't know why I can't say that word tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do you think, JG? I'd say like, so I got a little worried. I saw I watched a video on the fantasy. It's called Fantasy Doctors. Followed him a lot with uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury this past year. I got a little worried. So my best case, worst case, like my worst case for Caleb Farley is straight up like. Gets in on a tackle this year, back struggles, yeah. gets that surgery, and we don't really see him. I he can just, tell you right now. He just struggles with it. I'm going to cringe. Yeah, like, that first when time. When I that, see him any, really hit the first time, like I'm going to cr- just because of back, you know, back injuries. They're going to yeah. be so, they're so And it was, it was from a deadlifting incident. And he was asked about it. He's like, I'm never deadlifting ever in my life again. And he got so he got it. He got surgery the first time. It was like L five and S one. He fixed the L five. I don't. I just know about this. I'm definitely not a doctor. But he got the L five. Tried to do conservative approach with the S one. Didn't get it. So then S one didn't do as well. So he had to get another surgery. So it was almost like he could have gotten the same surgery, like one surgery yeah. and fixed it. Chose the other route. Had to get two surgeries. So worst case, hurts that back on a tackle or something like that. We never really see him big time bust. Like that's a realistic yeah, worst case exactly. scenario. Certainly. But realistic best case scenario, shut down corner, top 10 corner, top five corner in the league beast. Like I, I yeah. actually think that's a realistic best case scenario. And the interesting thing is, is there may not be much in between. Yeah. It yeah. may literally be a boomer bust pick. Would you agree with that Pettit? Yeah. I think that's a very reasonable take. I mean, he could not play at all, yeah. but I, I I have high expectations. I think yeah, I think if the I mean we does, should we I, should have high I could be wrong, but I I feel like if the injury comes into play, it'll be a few years down the line. I don't okay. think it'll be this year. I mean, it, it, it could be you know I could eat my words here, but I I could see it being year three where he's like, oh shoot, yeah, I tweaked it a little bit, and then then he's struggling and. No, we don't pick up another first round draft pick. Yeah. Fifth year option. Right. Exactly. Well, and and back to the you know, the trivia question of the twenty two stars from the AFC championship game, we still got eleven on our team. We're doing that kind of stuff with, with everyone first else. round draft picks, like not hitting well. And we're still, you know, being a pretty good team. Right. So imagine how good we would be if we had hit on yeah, some of these and, first and round draft picks. Best case scenario with Caleb Farley, he's hitting and He's he's that guy. So we're gonna move on to the second round, Dylan Raidens. Before we do that, one thing: microdiscectomy before he got drafted. Rob Gronkowski. Just want to throw that out there, just for anyone. Now we can we can name other people with microdiscectomies <laughs> that didn't turn out great. Yeah, you want to throw great, Tony Romo out there? Gonna, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> okay, he, sorry. He was old. He was older. He was in his thirties. I won't mention that. that it ended Larry Bird's career. I won't say that. <laughs> didn't Tiger Woods have it? <laughs> okay, these Tiger people Woods are in their thirties, people. Of, but then he won a championship. Or yeah, there won, you go. The Masters. So, what's what's good, Titans fans? <laughs> Anyways, all right. Second round. Let's move on. Second round. Dylan Radins, offensive tackle from North Dakota State. So, keep this in mind. We, Robert Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. 
linebacker from Notre Dame. Yeah. Robert really wanted him in the first round. Yep. He lasted all the way to the pick right before us. Yeah. And you got to think, we picked Monty Rice in the third round. We maybe were going to pick him in the second round. But the pick right after us was the Indianapolis Colts. And they supposedly were I and Dylan Radens. So the more I've thought about this pick, the more I actually love it. And I think that he actually could be like I, I to to be honest, with the kind of talent that I thought was there at the second round, if Dylan Radens doesn't finish the year like finish the year as our starting right tackle, I'm gonna say it's a bust. Like yeah. I I'm expecting a lot from him. And this this goes like I mean this is exactly what we do because we're about to go through three or four guys that I just absolutely loved the pick and loved the value and this is the first one. Initially, um, you know there was there was a couple receivers there who were also there in the first round that some Titans fans thought we might draft like uh, the kid out of LSU, Terrace Marshall. Yeah, Terrace Marshall. He was there, and some you know people thought we'd maybe picking him, um, but this draft was so deep with receivers and clearly the Titans decided you know we had solved that need with uh, Josh Reynolds and so you go with Dylan Radins who I think is one of the diamonds in the rough in the draft this year he played one game last year uh, because North Dakota State only played one game as an entire team because of COVID and they didn't play in the spring and so there's not a lot of tape out there on him but you know he's 6'6 seems to be more athletic he's not your road uh, grinder, like mauler of a right tackle that we were hoping to get out of I- Isaiah Wilson. But um, the reality of this pick is it is the makeup pick for missing on Isaiah Wilson, right? And it's uh, – I was not – I wouldn't have been upset if we took the kid out, out of the right tackle out of Oklahoma State in the first round just Telvin because Jenkins. I know – Yeah, Telvin Jenkins because I know how important that offensive line is to John Robinson and the team – we're a run first football team with the greatest, the best running back in the Amazon, NFL, baby. Um, and so this position, you can't have a rotating door at right tackle with a bunch of guys that you signed off the street. You got to have some investment there at all five positions, and we clearly do at four of the five. And so I, you know, I'm excited about this pick. I'm with you, JG. I think he needs to start this year. Uh, I'm hopeful that he starts at a training camp. I really am. And I'll be monitoring that all year to see if he uh, becomes game one starter. And this is another thing, too. We uh, we have a tradition here at, in, in Nashville of uh, developing small school tackles and them turning into really, really good players. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, Michael Roos out of Eastern Washington. Another If, uh, if Raiden's becomes a Michael Roos, I'll, I'll take yeah, that. Is that you your go. best case, Michael Roos? Michael Roos is my best case, you know, just a solid – um, I'd say that's a realistic best case. Yeah, solid lunch pail guy, leader in the locker room, um, kind of player. Another one, David Stewart, big mm-hmm. country. You guys Ooh. remember David Stewart? Oh, yeah. um, so you know, hopefully he can be one of those uh, one of those guys for us moving forward. Pettit, what were you thinking? I mean, I I mean, it's hard to add too much more than what Robert just said, but yeah, I mean, he does seem to check all the boxes. I felt a little more confused on picking an offensive lineman in the second round. But, yeah, I guess second look. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like hindsight 2020, if we would have picked any other position, I would have been like, oh, yeah, wait, maybe that, that is That actually a good worked pick. out yeah, great. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It does seem to work with what we need. So right now, 
hindsight, I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, that seems like a great pick. <laughs> like he seems like a good player. I don't and, know. And I I really do think that like the I would say Dylan Raiden's worst case scenario, like my saying about him not starting this year and being a bust, I actually don't see that happening. I think I really do think that he'll come in and the type of floor he is, like worst case scenario, is like a I don't know. I I still think like a starter, and if he doesn't end up starting by the end of the year, he starts next year. Like he he I don't know. I yeah. I just have high expectations he is, because of what I thought else. Like what else was out there? He also is fortunate, I guess, in terms of expectations, be drafted in the second round compared to the first. Because if he was drafted in the first round, straight up same talent, same guy, you expect him to start immediately. Yeah. Whereas yeah, now like as a second year. round pick. We well, and that's to the thing too. The guy he's time. the guy he's following. Right, the guy that he was picked to replace just is you know the worst first round the draft worst. pick of all time. So the 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 guy's got <laughs> he's coming in and, and and expectations you know just stay on the team a year and you've already exceeded <laughs> yeah. your predecessor. So that's a good point. Uh, you know, just just act like you care about learning the playbook and uh, you're you're off on the right foot in my book. <laughs> that's a good point. So my uh, put it on the hot board moment. I'm saying he does start game one. Game one. I love it. I'm not saying this is a Nate Davis situation where he takes a few games to get in there and start. We're not We're not having a Jameel Douglas start before him. No, like please, Nate Davis. please don't. Please don't bring Jameel Addition Douglas back. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> <laughs> Check out that episode if you haven't already. I think that's episode three and a half. That was kind okay. of a fun one. Um, that might have even been episode four. I don't know. Next up. Third round. Love this, this one, pick. Okay, so here's, here, was, here was the situation. We're up at, I think it was uh, pick 85 or something like that. Yep. We literally had, the right before us, there was Hunter Long, a tight end from Boston College, Tommy Trimble, a tight end from Notre Dame, and Deami Brown, a receiver from North Carolina. Three guys who we really probably could have gone for. Def- I, I would have taken all three of those guys. They get picked right before us, so we immediately, right after that, we trade down with the Packers and get one of their fourth round picks and <clears throat> excuse me, they take Amari Rogers and we're like, wait, that was, that's another receiver. We haven't gotten a receiver yet. What the heck? And then we take Monty Rice at linebacker. We're like, okay, well, Rashawn Evans is done. Like what I, I just was, I think I got a little too, you know, upset with this one based on, I just thought there was more talent out there. And with all the receivers that I wanted that we didn't get, I think that's what made me a little upset yeah, like about this pick. If, but I, it might be okay. It felt like we needed to address other areas before linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very clear, and I mentioned this earlier, the Titans feel comfortable where we are at wide receiver, which is something that we didn't expect, right? We thought they were going to address wide receiver potentially in the first round, and then at least you know by the second or third round, surely they were going to draft a wide receiver. And then as the picks kept coming off the board for the first four picks, and we didn't draft wide receiver, it was pretty telling that you know John Robinson was passing on guys that you know could have helped our offense. It's clear that he felt we needed to to address those picks and you know put those players in a position to succeed on the defensive side of the ball. So what that tells me is they think really highly of Josh Reynolds. And that's fine. And so let's see it this fall. Let's see Josh Reynolds come out and perform and play well. Um, 
they also clearly believe a lot in Anthony Ferkser as being able to uh, handle the tight end, receiving tight end position all on his own. Um, well documented here on this podcast. I'm a big Anthony Ferkser fan. I think he's, uh, he's going to be a really good player for us this year and continue to do so in the years to come. So, and maybe another part of it is they looked at our offense, one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL last year, uh, top two, top three in most of the metrics uh, in the NFL in terms of, of the advanced statistics. And, um, you know, maybe they, they, they clearly felt that it's, we got to address the defensive side of the ball. This is what yeah. they did. And Monty Rice is a guy that initially I kind of was like, who? Like, I knew he played for Georgia, but then as I started to dive into – kind of his film a little bit more and what uh you know some of the 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 people were saying about Monty Rice it looks and it sounded like Vrabel loved how physical he was on the football field and how much he was flying around I know he made the comment that he was watching um you know film of other guys on the Georgia defense and he would just see Monty Rice coming up over and over again playing hard he lost his starting position to Nolan Smith the five-star uh, freshman at Georgia, so I think that was part of why his draft stock fell. But he was a starter on um, on Georgia's team, you know, one of the best defenses in the in the country for two years before Nolan Smith came in. And Nolan Smith was like a top ten uh, recruit last year, so there's not a ton of shame in losing your starting job there. Um, and yeah, so you know, I'm I'm excited for this pick strictly because I think it puts Rashawn Evans even more so on notice where it, you know you've got to figure out how to you know do your run fits this year you got to be able to play uh, football to the level that we expect you to as a first round draft pick and if you're if you're not going to then there's a guy here that that seems to be a really smart football player and a leader and a guy who's going to get the job done he's ready to take you know take that spot which is part of the NFL it's part of the, how the game and the league operates so i love the pick um, i think it was good value and i think he could be a starter for us down the road Kind of a, a new thought I just came up with is the Titans haven't had a lot of success drafting wide receivers, basically ever, besides A.J. Brown so far. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe I'm glad we didn't get a wide yeah, receiver maybe, earlier on. Maybe we need to keep just <laughs> not taking wide receivers. Yeah, so yeah. maybe we're going to be pretty happy that we didn't get a wide receiver because we've done that where we're always like, why didn't we get that wide receiver then? And, you know, it's like – there's a lot of times we did get that wide receiver then, and they really <laughs> did not turn into anything. Yeah, stay tuned for the podcast this summer where we dive into the wide receiver woes historically <laughs> of the Titans drafts. Just <laughs> golly. If you go through the list, it's actually ridiculous. I'd say realistic, best case, worst case, best case, takes over the starting job, becomes a starting linebacker, and a guy that, like, you know, come his contract ending might be might be a guy that you resign. Worst case comes in, contributes a little bit, doesn't necessarily start, but ends up being pretty valuable in special teams. Yeah. Best case, I'll say Avery Williamson. That's a good that's a good one. That's a good that's line, a really that's good, good linebacker. One. Worst case yeah. Darren Bates. <laughs> Maybe that's probably I mean best case Avery well, Williamson. Well if he's a nine year special teams vet, I, that might not be the worst worst the case. worst worst case, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. Moving on to this, actually, probably is my favorite pick. I now I it's well documented that I love the Caleb Farley pick, but Elijah Molden, a cornerback from Washington, Lewis Riddick from ESPN called him a Jedi of the slot. This guy is 
we, we got him at pick 100 and I was like, I was very much into mock drafts and I've probably had some mock draft withdrawals recently. And this guy was like projected really to go probably second round. I would think if not second, early yeah, third. he was a guy that was pick mocked to us in, I would take him. in the first round. I would, I mean, I, this guy is a beast. He's going to come in. And there was uh, a thing I was listening to talking with TD, Teron Davenport. He works for ESPN and, you know, is the Titans writer for ESPN. He's awesome. And he was saying that Elijah Molden was talking with Mike Vrabel and he was watching film on like three of the Titans games and was breaking down their defense to Mike Vrabel. Like that is awesome. In four years as a starter, at Washington, Elijah Molden only gave up two touchdowns in four years wow. as a full-time starter. Where do you see his playing time for this season? Honestly, I mean, I see him. Where do you, where do you see the playing time for all the DBs? I mean, now we got yeah. So I mean, kind of I, I think we'll have two rookies and then starting Christian out the Fulton. year. I think and a vet. I think it's Janoris Jenkins and Christian Fulton on the outside. And honestly, I could see Elijah Molden starting in the slot. And then once Caleb Farley, like Caleb Farley might not start at corner to start a game, but he's he's like playing more snaps than Christian Fulton or Janoris Jenkins. I, I mean, I think Elijah yeah. Molden actually will contribute and almost literally like be like a Logan Ryan. I think no if, joke. if Caleb Farley is healthy, he's your starter opposite opposite Jack Rabbit on day one. I don't think I don't think you can take that guy in your first round. And not start. And if he's healthy, and start Elijah Molden over him. That's almost admitting defeat before before you start. Caleb uh, Farley also. I think I heard that when he got drafted on the phone call, he immediately asked for the playbook. Yeah, that is. I actually, yeah, that I did see that. That was awesome. I can see. I I feel like we really have three rookie corners this year. Obviously, Christian Fulton played last year and he was there, but I still don't really lot. know what he can do or what he can bring to the table. Yeah. Um, he's got a leg up because he's familiar with the the team and the organization and the playbook and, and the defense. But I really see it as, um, you know, Jackrabbit and Caleb, Farley. Caleb Farley's spots to lose on the outside. And then Christian Fulton and Elijah Molden on the inside. Yeah. Or Can't even, forget about Kevin Johnson. Even their job. You know, it's going to be a competitive defensive backroom now. It yeah. really is. And you could even say uh, Elijah Molden can play some safety because he played yeah. safety at Washington. So um, I like that we restock back there in the secondary. You can never have too many corners. So, you know, we'll see how it all plays so out. So you would say, like, a, I honestly, best case, Logan Ryan. Yeah. Easily. I like the comparison to players. Yeah. Best case, Logan Ryan. Worst case, Valentino Blake. <laughs> Dude, no, he's not going to be that bad. I would be furious. Oh, my God. For people Where that don't did you know, that <laughs> what a name! Very, very awful uh, <laughs> defensive back for the things time. I did not expect to hear on this. Oh, I mean, you I, could you could have said Morgan Cox instead of Valentino Blake, and I probably would be happy. Hey, that would be that would be a success. I could have gone <laughs> great. I could have gone the rest to a Pro Bowl long snapper. That'd be awesome. Pro Bowl long snapper. You're gonna get his jersey, huh? Yeah. I could have gone the rest of my life without hearing Valentino Blake's name and have been just Do fine. His, I don't even what think was worst his first case name originally. He changed. I it don't to know. Valentino. I think he was number forty-one though. I don't know. He but that awful. guy was atrocious. He was so bad. 
I, I'll never forget his catch on the one yard line on that punt. Oh my god! The punt gosh. went up into the air and he caught it around three defensive oh. players and just landed on the one yard line. And everyone was like, "What? Who I told, can't believe who told you, just you said, to do that. I can't believe you just said Valentino Blake. That is unreal." <laughs> okay, <laughs> we think we're gonna move on. To <laughs> I'm still recovering. Okay, so now um, fourth round. Uh, we had two picks in the fourth round as well. Um, we traded up to get Des Fitzpatrick, receiver from Louisville. I was furious at first when this happened. I was like, what the heck did we just do? But the more and more I look into it, I actually, from what I hear, like he's gonna be, he's gonna be the pro. Like he's just a kind of, he's just like a a pro type guy comes in, gonna do the work. He's gonna, you know, learn from AJ Brown, and it's not like he has just got, you know, a terrible body for the position. I don't know. I I think he's. Am, am uh, yeah. I thinking right here? Is this? I am I just I don't have open? much to say on this guy. Just a hopeless one. I think this guy screams, you know, second and third team for the next three years. And then he gets cut by somebody else, I like mean, a Tajay Sharp. Yeah. Or even worse than that. Like, I don't know. Maybe. So, like, sure. a, like best like case, best case, Tajay Sharp, worst case, Taewon Taylor. No, worst case, no, no. <laughs> worst case, case, even worse. Best case, you know, maybe Tajay Sharp. You could maybe do a little bit better than Tajay. I could maybe say Josh best Reynolds. case, Corey Davis. Best case, Corey Davis. Okay. Uh, just because he could have all the talent in the world, and I don't know. I don't know much about the guy. Um, worst case, um... <laughs> Ryan Hollister, or, no Cody Hollister. Cody Hollister. Yeah, the receiver we've had from Arkansas for a few years, <laughs> like or Paul Williams out of Fresno State. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that that'd be that'd be interesting for sure. Pettit, do you have anything on him? I don't. I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, his ceiling is a he's a fourth round yeah. receiver. Obviously, yeah. if he pans out. That's you know he's kind of a hidden gem, but you don't really anticipate this guy to do much besides like. You know, maybe get a couple third down plays and yeah, and maybe a it's because random he, lineups. It might be because he went to Louisville, and that just kind of <laughs> seems so like blech. Yeah, and me. he was the, basically the second guy at Louisville because there was a guy two two Atwell. He yeah. was a better known receiver. He went to the Rams. Also, um, I don't want to hate on these draft these late round draft picks too much. They might be kind of no name guys, but these are the guys that step up big time yeah, typically for the that's Titans. True. So you just like never what know. Well, what would we said you. about David Long? And on initial reaction, I'm with you. you. Know? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah, you. I mean, it's just we don't know a lot about him, so it's hard to like. But I will say, even on David Long's plays. tape, you know, he hit people in the mouth and looked like. A, I initially, there's a guy, there's a guy I've, I've liked since we drafted him. I will yeah. say that another guy that I've liked since we drafted him until about three days after we drafted him, <laughs> and I still like him, but I'm a little bit nervous. Is our boy Rashad Weaver fifth round pick? He was actually fourth round. He was another fourth round. Oh, pick. fourth round. Okay. Yeah. Fourth round. So we had had two fourth round picks because of the trade with the Packers. But speaking of hitting people in the mouth, <laughs> yeah. So Rashad Weaver is a outside linebacker slash D end from Pittsburgh. All American. He is huge. I've seen he. They had rookie minicamp this past week. No, I didn't see him in person. Sorry. That I just saw pictures of him, and he's wearing number ninety nine. Looks like a big dude. So the Monday after the draft comes out that he was charged of. You know, got into a little altercation at the bar simple and assault. simple assault, I believe. Maybe Different punched non simple assault. Punched a woman, <laughs> shoved a Complicated woman. Complicated assault. I don't know, but 
it pissed me off. And uh, Rob yeah, and I had a little texting battle. For tensions sure. were hot the day after, and I get it. Like you want, you would prefer your scouts to know about an, an incident like this, you know, right before the draft happens. And I'd give, I give you that. Like they should, they should have known. We got to do a better job as a scouting organization. It doesn't look good on the Titans with the with the Isaiah Wilson situation last year. But this is one of those deals. It it just happened at the height of the intensity of uh, you know or of the uh, the scrutiny being on him because he just got drafted. This is a situation. Most likely, it doesn't look like it uh, is that serious in terms of the repercussions. He'll probably get fined. Maybe have to do some community service work. I'm looking at this purely from a you know football perspective. Obviously, that's a terrible thing for that to to happen, and and I'm sure. He would say the you know exact same thing about his actions, um, but I don't see this as impacting his future with the Titans. If this becomes a pattern, right? If there's this, yeah. another incident or a third, then you look back on this and say, okay, this is a problem. This is one. This is part of a pattern. But if it's just an isolated incident, he's actually a great guy. He's a young kid. He made a mistake. Okay, you get over this. You become a pro, and you realize what you can and can't do. Um, now that you know you're in the spotlight, or any any time you can't you can't hit a woman. Obviously, you can't ever do that. Um, so I'm sure he'll pay his dues, and he'll go through the due process, and and we'll just have to see how that plays out. Speaking of uh, scouting, we got some insider information on uh, Rashad Weaver. Yeah, yeah, we got that coming for you at the end of the podcast. We we interviewed uh, a guy who is a coach at Pittsburgh and had some inside information on that whole incident and, uh, and Rashad Weaver himself. So yeah. Stay tuned and at the end of the episode for that. Rabel did say too, we understand the severity of the accusations. We take them very seriously, but we're also going to allow the legal process to play its part and run its course. So just, you know, go on right now. Like I said, he was at rookie mini camp this, this weekend. Um, and we'll just have to see what happens there, but definitely was, I was not happy when I found out about it. Um, and I think a lot of that is just because of the whole Isaiah Wilson situation. But so, other than that, I thought it was a phenomenal pick. Yeah, all American defense. It, it kind of stinks who, that that happened because it took away from yeah you know, what we're looking at is like a great pick. You know, you 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 had people that said you know Elijah Molden, the value you got there was amazing. The value you got at Rashad Weaver also amazing. So I, it just stinks that that happened. <clears throat> you know, and we're just gonna see what. What well, works out, and uh, next we're going to go through. So we didn't have a fifth-round pick. But we had a sixth-round and seventh-round pick, and I'll kind of just touch on those um, real quick. We got Racy McMath, Racy. receiver from LSU. These last two names are just hilarious. Racy McMath, a receiver from LSU, and then Brady Breeze in the seventh round, a safety from Oregon. Okay, I we talked about Des Fitzpatrick at receiver, you know, Tajay Sharp, what he can do whatever. Dude, I watched one-on-ones reps of him at the at the Senior Bowl. He is terrible at receiver. I mean, he was Who? getting beat. Racy McMath. Really? He was getting beat easily. <laughs> this guy well, is not. This guy is say, literally no. This well, guy is literally special teams. There's no. I if he works out a receiver, awesome. I just don't see it. I was gonna say I'm more excited about him. Than I am Desmond Fitzpatrick no. just because I saw a few clips of him playing at LSU, but nope. maybe I need to do some more research on the senior bowl. Tape. I'm out on racing as a receiver, but he could be a solid special teams player. I got a question: Which name do you like more, Brady Breeze? 
Brady the, Breeze. The alliteration there, and I just I love that. Brady Breeze, it's classic tropical. lunch pail guy, first in, last out. He's a gym rat, you know. He's a hard worker. He uh, seems like he should be catching some waves. High football IQ. Just based on the name. All those uh, all those white boy intangibles you could put on the guy because yeah. he's, he's a he's a white safety and you gotta love him you gotta love him. It's kind of funny that I just ripped on Racy McMath for just being a special teams guy and being terrible at one on one drills because that was literally me in high school. I was <laughs> I was I am Racy McMath in high school, no playing time at receiver, but you better believe I'm out on special teams. And I think Brady Breeze. I, do you think he could play at safety? Like who knows, man? But if he does, in? I will be. I'll buy a jersey. Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, okay, no, so we no. got pet. Not if he oh, plays. Oh, oh. Not if he plays. Not if he plays. Okay, okay. He'll, I'm sure he'll play at some point. I got uh, Two guys that I wanted to touch on um, as undrafted free agents were the tight ends. Uh, yeah. Miller Forstall and Briley Moore. We didn't draft a tight end, uh-huh. but we got both of those guys as undrafted free agents, and I could see one of them making the roster. Yeah, so uh, with the undrafted free agents, we actually signed 10 after the draft. A kicker, Blake Hawbile from Ohio State. A lineman, Chandon Herring from BYU. D lineman, Naquan Jones, not Daquan Jones from Michigan State. Uh, lineman, Cole Banwart from Iowa. Torrey Carter, a fullback from LSU. The two tight ends that Robert just mentioned. Justus, or Eustace Reed. A line or Eustace. outside linebacker from Virginia Tech, a running back Makai Sargent from Iowa, punter James Smith from Cincy. Who knows who's going to make that the team there? The kicker kind of intrigues me a little bit. We don't know about Koskowski. Uh, I, is that Tucker McCann? Is that the current kicker? I don't even know. But what happened to our boy uh, Sloman? I don't think we kept him, but I could be wrong. Sam he's Sloman. Probably, he's probably, us drink, he's probably drinking beer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we actually did. We um, we signed a few other guys as well. Uh, Brian Hill, if y'all remember him, Falcons running back from last year. Fred Brown, a receiver from the Broncos, he went to Mississippi State. So we we've, we've been making some moves. Um, but yeah, so you know those are those are some of our guys. And I, I don't know the undrafted free agent names, like you said, Robert. The tight ends there. I could see one. I could see both of those guys make the team. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we got we have a need at tight end. That's for sure. Um, we I could see us also re-signing um, Michael Pruitt potentially. Good point. Um, he hasn't pick, been picked up with anybody, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see how it all plays out. It's going to be an inter- a fun off season, that's for sure. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be with you every step of the way there. Going to have some fun segments coming out this summer. Just you know, as as the news cycle gets boring, um, maybe Ho- do, hopefully have some guest appearances. Some guest appearances. Yeah. Maybe do some uh, some some Titans history deep dives. You know, we we got some fun things coming down the pipeline. Yeah, we're really excited. And like Robert mentioned earlier, uh, we actually got an interview with um, a guy who uh, he worked at Memphis for a bit, and we actually invited Brady White the former quarterback from Memphis to over for dinner camp. and uh, he now works at Pittsburgh. So we asked this guy a little bit about Rashad Weaver, maybe even touched on Brady white for a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so uh, just listen in to that interview. It's very interesting with Rashad Weaver, you know, might make you feel a little better about him. Um, 
but yeah. So uh, and when this recording comes out tomorrow, the Grizzlies will be playing that evening. Grizzden podcast, play follow in, along. baby. Follow, follow in. They're doing along. some Instagram live stuff. You know, gonna be a great time. Gonna be a great great time, time to be a Tennessee sports fan. That's hey Preds too. Preds that's got right. a game tomorrow as well. So yeah, so um, that's it for us. I'm John. I'm Pettit, and I'm Robert. And we thank y'all. We're here with uh, Coach Tyler Zelinsky, one of my college buddies, who's the uh, special teams graduate assistant for the Pitt Panthers. Spent some time with the Memphis Tigers as well, and uh, he's here to talk a little bit about Rashad Weaver. Tyler, how you doing tonight? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing We'd uh, probably be doing better if one of our fourth round draft picks didn't get into an altercation over the weekend. <laughs> well, actually. Uh, unfortunate news but uh i don't know much about the story but from everything i have heard um that doesn't follow what he did while he was here at Pitt. interesting yeah tell us tell us a little bit about what you your interactions with the guy yeah so i got here in february um so obviously he wasn't part of the roster but when I was, uh, when we were at a spring ball you know he came out to a couple practices and uh introduced himself and uh, my interactions with him have been great, you know, very respectful, uh, carries himself well. And, um, you know, when he was at pro day, we got to go out there and watch him at pro day with the scouts and the scouts had nothing but great things to say about him. And, um, everybody in our building had, had great things to say about him. So hopefully he gets his name cleared in that, and, um, kind of just a minor mishap there. Hey, uh, co- Hey coach, um, quick question. When you met him, how is his handshake? Coach, he is one of the biggest human beings I've actually ever seen. <laughs> I'm 6'1", so I'm not like some short midget guy. And I looked up to him like I felt like I was a little kid. Um, <laughs> it was, it was, it's pretty impressive, you know, just like seeing him out there. You're like, wow, this is what NFL people are supposed to look like, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. You're definitely making me feel a little better. Because yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's every bit of of six four, six five, and probably two sixty five, two seventy, and not a bit of fat on him. I mean, he he looks like he's chiseled out of stone. I mean, he he looks the part. That's for sure. Well, and it's good that you said he usually has you know a good rep around with the team. So yeah, yeah, you know, like I mean, they they said always on time for meetings. You know, yes or no, sir, around the building. Um, you know, always try to be a, a role model to the younger get, younger kids in the in the program. So I haven't heard you know anything negative about the guy um, since I've been here at Pitt, and we were all kind of shocked to see you know when that came out. Again, I don't know anything about the story. So well, it sounds like it sounds like that was at the same bar that Aaron Donald got into some trouble at. Wait, actually, yeah. can you confirm? Uh, Note, note to self, being new to Pittsburgh is probably not a place I want to visit. <laughs> <laughs> two, Stay two, away two from really there. good uh, citizens from all accounts have you know, found themselves into some trouble at that place, so I don't think I'll be paying them any, any visits anytime soon. Well, hopefully, hopefully like you said, it's a, it's a blip on the radar. Um, can you tell us anything about one of the new quarterbacks the Titans signed, Brady White, undrafted free agent out of, out of Memphis? Yeah, Brady... Um, you know, I actually did get to get to watch him play in person this past year at Memphis, um, and 
I'll tell you what, that guy was like having another coach in a building. Um, he spent, you know, he was working on his doctorate degree the year I was there. So the guy spent no kidding. six years in school and is halfway through his doctorate degree right now. Um, but he spent as much time in the office as any of the coaches did, um, knew that offense inside and out. And, um, you know, at, at Memphis, we had a bunch of opt-outs, a bunch of really, really talented players that opted out. He stuck it out and was really the the team leader, um, carried the offense and, you know, put us in a lot of, a lot of situations. We, we got into some situations. He brought us out. I mean, I remember we were down by 21 against UCF in the second half and ended up pulling that game out somehow. And he throws six touchdowns. I mean, he's a really talented guy, holds every Memphis quarterback record you can think of. Um, and a really, really good kid. You know, very smart when it comes to football. Very smart off the field. Knows how to carry himself. So I was, I was really impressed being around Brady this past year. Before, before we let you go, you got any stories that Antonio Gibson or Daryl Henderson wouldn't want to get out? <laughs> Those are two guys. Daryl was way before me at Memphis. Um, Antonio, I actually, I met him a couple times, but he had finished right before I got at Memphis too. But. Um, apparently he came, I was working on special teams at Memphis and, um, they, they weren't putting him back at kick returner. And obviously he had two return for a touchdown his last year at Memphis, but they weren't putting him back at kick returner. And, uh, you know, they were like, he was like, I want to try out a kick returner. So the coach put him back there and apparently the first kickoff that they sent to him, he dropped it. So that was his, that was his trout at kick returner. And the special teams coordinator was like, we got to give him another chance. He's too talented. And sure enough, they gave him another chance, and he returned two to the house his last year at Memphis. So, there you um, go. But great, great player from all accounts, too. A Juco kid that, you know, didn't play much his first year and played his second year and ended up being a third-round draft pick. So, All right, man. Hey, appreciate you coming on to the pod and uh, helping us wrap our mind around – Rashad Weaver and Brady White. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. All right, Coach. Talk to you later, man. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps.